0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence again tonight, Lord, this evening. Dear Lord, I'd like to speak tonight on some of the verses again, continuing in Zechariah 14. Regarding our return to you in this time, dear Lord, you, this, is, this passage is referring to these very times that we're in right now. Lord, we're in the time where we must overcome the world, we must come out from the world. And allow your words to go before us and overcome the world. I'd like to explain something tonight that might be quite different than things I've explained. I want to talk about green grass, the green color, grasshoppers. I want to talk about that in regard to <clears throat> your verses in Zachariah 14, 10 to 12. I'm going to skip for right now the verses of... You know, 6 through 9, or actually 8 through 9. And dear Lord, uh, I want to talk in this time, dear Lord, about a very important factor in this. Because <clears throat> I'm bringing up the color green and the color red we'll talk about for very important reasons. And I believe that when the people understand it, they'll look at the color green a whole lot differently than they did before. And they'll look at the creation that you told us in Romans 1, 18 to 25, very much different than they did before. But Lord, this is only going to touch on some basics of it, but it should give them a very good understanding. Lord, the scriptures of Zechariah 14.10 says this, all the land shall be turned into a uh, plain from the hill of, it says Geba to Ramon uh, in some of the, Translations of the Bibles, but the Hebrew reads uh, from the hill of Ramon, south of Jerusalem, shall be turned into a plain from there. What's a plain usually? Pl- plain is green grass. That's very important. We, we kind of come to understand this. What's going to happen in that? And I'll talk about the green grass in a minute. Jerusalem shall be raised up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate to the place of the first gate and the corner gate and the tower of anel to the king's wine presses. I'm going to talk about the gates uh, in another night, and I'm going to talk about the city of Jerusalem and so forth. But in this chapter of Zechariah 14, as I pointed out last night, the chapter is not just re- referring to the physical city of Jerusalem. It's mostly referring to all those who live in the word of peace, in other words, keeping the foundation of peace to build the city because the people are being built all over the world before they get gathered here. And so he's talking about his people that set themselves apart from the world and, and he's particularly Jerusalem in that way he's regarding to not only Jews but the Gentiles together who have set themselves apart by his words and entered his kingdom. Those of his kingdom can enter his city because they keep the way of peace, and their foundation is built on peace, and that's what he's talking about here. And the word Geba, it says from a plain of, from Geba to Ramon. What 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 that is saying? Most uh, the Hebrew Bibles translate as the hill of Ramon. Geba means hill hill. But it means it in a way that's separate. It means it in a way that's you know like separated in the. It, it basically what he's talking about is the called out assembly. Those who hear his words and set themselves apart from the world in, a, in agreement to his scriptures of John 17, 17, Psalms 119, 130, 105, 160, 142, and so on. It, and that is what that is. The meeting of Ramon is the word pomegranate. It, it's symbolic of the pomegranate. The pomegranate is symbolic of the mature mind, the harvest-ready mind. Because the pomegranate itself is symbolic of the uh, keeping the way of the promises of God's that are in the law, the promises of God that are in his words. In other words, enabling his words to enable these promises of God to do good works. That's the symbolic reason of the pomegranate. That's why it's inside the tabernacle of Moses. The veil had it woven into it. It was on the priest's robes it's talking about the law of his words that's what he's trying to make known and what's what they're to come in and do. The bell is symbolic of the garment the garment is the garment of knowledge and asking of the Lord to please reveal your word to your people but the people's going to get the word based on their attitudes based upon what's in their heart because the spirit of truth cannot enter those that are not set apart from the world John 14 fifteen to seventeen. And Second Corinthians twelve one to four also gives you that warning. And uh, the name of Jerusalem, of course, is the possession of peace, so the foundation of peace. Those who, uh, it's also called the reign of peace. All those who live in the way of the Spirit of God to bring forth His words that enable the eternal kingdom. Remember, that He tells us in John five twenty four, we will listen to the voice of the Lord. In other words, we will hear His words that He speaks with His voice, unlike those in John eight forty three to forty seven. If we will do this and believe in these promises of God that are his law, then yes, what will happen? Promises of the way of the words is what will happen. And that is you will have eternal life and you'll be delivered from these troubles. And this is what is happening here. This is the people being fulfilled because it says they will de- turn in plain and Jerusalem shall be raised up, inhabited in her place. From the gate, and Benjamin's gate is the the 12th one sealed, 12th born. And he's talking about the full government. All the people have gotten the words. And they become a ravenous wolf at this time, because why? The wolf will lay down with the lamb. The lamb meaning he'll turn, and it's going to be, the words are going to soften it. The words are going to cause it to be like the lamb and do the works, good works for others will not be a ravenous wolf any longer. It'll be ravenous in the zeal for bringing forth the knowledge of the words of God for all the people, all the government. It will be that that it will not have any part of the governments of the world. Because as of winter, the governments of the world no longer have any authority whatsoever to have dominion. They have no right to rule. They have no right to hold court. They have no right to to inaugurate a president. They don't have any right to do any of that. If they do that, it's all willful sin. All those who participated in it is willful sin. The president must resign. They need to turn it over to the king, which is the Lord God, which I pointed out, the king. We are all to worship the king at this time. As I've explained in these scriptures, in Zechariah 14, we're to be worshiping the king. Now it goes on. It said... uh, the tower of the handle to the king's wine presses. Who is the the king? The Lord Jesus is the king. There's no ruler in, in from the first day of winter, Netanyahu, the, the, the federal, I mean, the Supreme Court, none of them, the rabbis, none of them have authority to rule unless they're set apart by the word of truth. Unless that, they don't have authority to preach. They don't have authority to do anything. They need to step down from... Um, their pillars, as it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20, and plead out for the people so that God will intervene to save them from the destruction of the armies that are coming from the north. It tells us in Isaiah 46, or excuse me, Jeremiah 46, it tells us in there that the daughter of Egypt, which is all the people who are likened, and he he calls them likened to grasshoppers. And I'll explain that in a second. But All these people, in other words, their daughter is supposed to be knowing the words, and they're supposed to have had the words made for them, for the words of wisdom, not following the harlot, not following the ways of Egypt, following the ways of the Lord. Not allowing their called statues to stand. All the people, all the shepherds, everyone who has allowed the idols to stand in the cities, the obelisk and the Vatican and the rest of it, they're all daughters of Egypt. They're all considered daughters of Egypt, unfit to marry the king. He's coming for a bride that's pure. He's coming for a bride that set herself apart from the world. He's coming for a bride who has uh, to, you know, begun to do the righteous acts of the saints. And they can't do that until they get the authority to receive the words, understanding the words. So he tells us there he's going to punish them people and understand that her judgment, he tells he's going to bring judgment upon them. Where are the judgment coming from? From the north. The armies of the north. What is the north? Job um, uh, tells us thirty six seven that the walls of the firmament are the north. So everything within the firmament, these worlds, our world, and it's second heaven they're all coming here because the lord has cast satan down onto the earth back in 2003 so what you have now is all these are coming from the north to destroy the daughters of egypt which all of the elect of the churches at this time are daughters of egypt they're allowing all these things to stand so who is their their mother their mother is the world They've allowed these. They aren't coming against these things. They aren't teaching the way of the words. They are not preparing their house with the way of the words. They're not doing any of these things that they are instructed to do in the scriptures in this day. So they are of the world. They're of Egypt. They're daughters of Egypt. about to be destroyed. And those who participate in the occult and do all these things, they're the higher, stronger daughters of Egypt. Okay. name of Hanel, which is put in here, is very interesting because it's the Tower of Hanel. They're going to be um, from the Tower of Hanel to the king's wine presses. What does it mean, Hanel, from that that tower, from that pillar to the wine presses? Hanel means God has been gracious, graciously given of God. It tells us that he paid the price of his blood for us by the spirit of grace. And if you trample upon that blood, you're trampling upon the spirit of grace. You're trampling upon that blood if we allow these things to stand when we come into the winter season, and it's the time when the dominion has been given to the Lord and taken away from the world. They may go ahead and act like they have the world because they're going to come against you. The Lord is putting the hooks in their mouth. They're coming out. You know, if you go to the way, and and, and this makes so much sense, if you understand that the In the Moses law, when he set up our calendar for these days to bring us forth into the likeness of the Garden of Eden. And it's very important. Let me take a second to tell you something. It's interesting. God revealed to me the other day. When I was first getting the words, the Lord took me and I was writing out the design of the creation and so forth. He took me to the firmament, the wall of the firmament. It is a wall. It's not the, the dome over the earth. It's not the atmospheres. It's not that. That's that's symbolic of the hand of God. That's symbolic of His authority, of His spirit hovering over us and keeping all things. There aren't any. Nothing can enter the the world unless God allowed it to come in. And since Satan can no longer go before God, that's why he's cast down the earth. He is bound within those, within those, um, within within the uh, the dome right now with all these people. But when the Lord had me up there and I looked down upon the earth, it was around a a disc. I I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking a ball because you really can't tell when you're uh, standing up on the wall and looking over onto it. And I was able to see it because God allowed that distance to be like nothing. It's like, you know, standing, um, you know, several hundred yards away. But it, you know, it's, of course, the gigantic earth, but yet it's very clear. But one thing I noticed was that around the edge of the earth, it was all fire. In other words, there was a flame there around the the circular earth. The circular earth is not a ball. I now understand that very clearly. But in my mind, because we've been taught that, I was was looking at the ball and I couldn't understand why I can't see it in the way of a ball because I saw everything there. He was showing me that all of the... The, the continents are there. But it's very interesting. The ice that goes all the way around. See, there is no South Pole. The entirety of the Earth is surrounded by ice. The, the circle has, a, they say, a 100-mile radius, a 100-mile depth of ice all the way around it. There's only the North Pole right in the middle of the disk of the Earth. So when I was looking at it, I was looking at fire all the way around it, and that's why I know I now know absolutely it was flat. It was like around fire, all the way around it. And I was wondering about that design. And it became very clear, and the Lord was showing me the other day that the reason why the ice came was because of the blessing of Lamech over Noah, when he says this one will be the one that'll bring us out of our out of our curse of the earth. And when God gave the flood, that's when the ice was left around the edges. Because ice means correction. Cold water means correction. Ice is the, the cold that means correction. It's a 100 all the way around. I explained what the meaning of 100 is the other day. So what <clears throat> that's what that was at that time. I just want to explain that real quickly because I thought it was quite phenomenal. And the reason why God did that is because of uh, Ezekiel thirty six thirty five and Joel two three. When God put that circular ice around, He was agreeing that the flood will no longer destroy us, and that He will bring us into correction, a judgment. So that's why the ice was around the earth. Ice is correction, bringeth to judgment, bringing us to cleanliness, because He knew man was wicked in all his ways. He knew that we'd have to come to a time where we come out of the world. Okay, when we. um Going back to Zechariah 14, let's go to verse 11. It says there in verse 11, it says, the people shall dwell in it and no longer shall there be utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. And that word safely means confidence. It'll be inhabited with confidence, with authority, because the Lord said nothing can come against his words. When that is done, when God has put us there, when he's driven the Northern army far away from us, as he says in Joel 2.20, And when he says in uh, Malachi 4.2 that the people will go out and they will uh, be like stall-fed calves. Calves are daughters. So he's saying here, um, goes on, and this is important you understand, verse 12. It says, And this shall be the plague which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem, who fought against the foundation of peace, who disobeyed, like this winter, when we start the winter season, they disobey his law to continue ruling, to continue judging, to continue merchandising, continue selling sermons that are nothing to do with the knowledge of his words that don't put any, any. Uh, there's nothing being put into the storehouse of the heart <clears throat> of his people by that. That's milk knowledge. He said, you know, he will not give his knowledge to those weaned in milk. And as I told you in Hosea four six, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and rejected their children. Because of that. He says, their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets. And their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. This is not in any way, shape, or form a nuclear bomb. Has been preached forever. That's not what this is. This is God's power over every single particle. He puts everything in the womb. He, He owns it. And we are doing these terrible things. Let me now, this is the punishment that's coming to these people, but let me give you something about green and why this season is very important. And I, I don't want to go on long tonight. I'd like to make this shorter if I could, which is hard for me. But What, the green is very important. The favorite color of Satan is green. When you read the story, like the the story of the Order of the Garter, and they see the 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 old story about that, and I can't remember the name of that parable that that or um, wicked story that that goes with, but Satan's coat was green, and that's his favorite color. Red and green are his favorite colors. Red is how he does the work for us, because by blood, in other words, he has to destroy all the flesh in order for him to replace the Lord as the counselor as the person in control, as the person having authority over the world and all the creation. Satan has to replace the Lord. What's the color of the council of the Lord? It's green. The fourth color of the rainbow is green. So Satan's favorite color is green. And it's very interesting in the winter season that the Lord is saying he's taken away from in the winter. They have no authority. Because Satan's already been cast down. But if the people come out and follow him, they're going to punishment. It's very important that people do not follow him. The emergency management teams and the rest of them, they better understand. It was very interesting today that they, they have now revealed that they had the poison or toxin poison resin, sent to the training people. The training They said over 9,600 people have been trained in Alabama at the Homeland Security place there. And they have been exposed to this disease, this toxin. It's a poison that there's no cure for, they say. And the interesting thing is they're all saying nothing happened about it. But what's the purpose of this? It's the purpose of this uh, poison is to kill people slowly so they can ensure that they will die. And that's exactly what the FDA does. Since 1948, their, their objective, their job as the DHS people I was in a meeting with clarified that they started the FDA for the purpose of destroying the nutritional value of the food. And they've now done that. So that it creates diseases and it opens us so that we have nothing to fight back with. And now these people that are going to help the crown trust, just as I warned them, the crown trust is like the devil. It's going to kill all those who help them because it's the devil is going to use people to kill others. But at the end of the day, he has to kill everybody or he cannot get on the green coat, you can say. The green coat is to take over the Lord's rule because an As it says in Jeremiah, he cannot have authority unless he accomplishes that. If he can accomplish that, then the Lord will break his covenant. But he will not break his covenant. He's coming to confirm the covenant. And he's ready to confirm it now because this is that time. He's been telling us for this 13 and a half years. And this is that time. Now, the interesting thing about the winter, if you go to the pagan research, you'll find something very intriguing about the winter time. And that is that in the winter time, you know, in other words, at the time of this, this winter solstice, what happens? The, the days start again to go longer. The Lord has been warning us during the harvest that the light is going to go out. He's always designed it that way. And you can see now why the winter season is the time he's taken over. Because you've had all this time. and He says lights will diminish. What happens after the light diminishes? The sun starts to rise. And he's coming in the spring. But in this wintertime, we're going to be judged. And the, the rule has been taken away by God. There's no authority for the, the beast kingdom to reign at all. No Supreme Court, no judge, no attorney general, no prosecutor, no lawyer, no merchant, no you know, military general. None of them have authority to hold their position. They need to turn to God and believe him, and he'll bring them through. The only promise in the Bible to bring them through at this time is John five twenty four, Joel two thirty two, And you need to read those carefully. And to call upon his name is not praying, oh, Lord, please help me. No, his name is the word of God. It's the name that's written that you must know. If you don't know that name, you don't know God. Because you can't know his appointed times if you don't know that name, the words. Because it's by the words he makes all things. By his words, all, all things are done in truth. And what is truth? Truth is his word. Jesus said we must be sanctified by his truth, which is, he said, the word of God. Jesus said that in John seventeen seventeen. Nobody wants to believe him. He says that in Joel 2, 12 to 20. Nobody wants to believe him. You're not sanctified if you don't receive his words. So, this is coming. Now, also at that time, they call that the time of the green. In other words, because this is the beginning of the green coming. The rising of the evil sun. Saturn and all that. You know, and I've been explaining the ring. And yet, look at the, the way of the pagan ceremonies of Christmas. You know, Christmas means Christ. Mosque means the mass assemblies, the mass that the pagans hold that celebrate the death of Christ because that's their goal in the winter. It's his short time. He's got to do this. It's his last opportunity to overcome the world right now. His only other time is going to be at the Battle of Armageddon at the time of the Antichrist, which is basically 10 and 3 quarter and years from now the best understanding i can have from the scriptures so we can see that what is happening here the green it's the green growing now i'd like to point out that the lord tells us that you know the tender herb is the great one what's the tender herb the tender herb is the one early in the morning that has the dew on it from heaven had the manna on it from heaven and what happens with that? It it turns into this manna that they go collect in the morning because in the afternoon it's gone. In the afternoon, that grass gets burnt if it's dried. But God is if God is keeping it, it stays healthy in order to receive the dew the next morning. But the sun scorches it, as we say. You know when the when the uh, ten spies went into the. To, to check out the, the promised land, they came back and they said, "There we saw giants." This is Numbers thirteen thirty three. There we saw giants. Descendants of Annex came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we. So we were in their sight. But did you catch what they said? In our own sight. See, grasshoppers is not a good thing. Grasshoppers is jumping from one grass to another grass. Uh, that's either fear Or it's the fact that you're not stable You're not of that They don't eat the, the, the grass They eating the, the grass in the daytime When the sun's burning and so forth They're eating it up Jesus said he looks down And you know the, it's, it's like in Jeremiah 46 When the Lord says he's going to cut down The forest of the daughters of, of Egypt The ones walking with the way of the world and he says, though it cannot be searched because they are innumerable, more numerous than grasshoppers. See, what, what's very interesting, what he's saying here is that armies of the north are going to come against the, the, the Egyptians. And what he's talking about here is the people of the church, believers, because they're grasshoppers. They, they, they don't understand what the, the grass is for. They don't understand the way of the morning. They don't understand the words of God. They're not getting at that. So they jump from one preacher to another preacher that's grass. And eat of that one, eat of this one, eat of that one. And the people that are coming against the Christians are far more numerous, innumerable, compared to the Christians. And it's a testimony that the church has not done its job in 2,000 years. That's what it's saying in Jeremiah 46. It's talking about them. In Nahum 3.17, he tells us, your commanders are like swarming locusts and your generals like great grasshoppers, which camp in the edges, hedges on a cold day and the sunrise they flee away. See, God is the Lord is going to rise and they're going to be taken away. And he says, and the place where they are is not known. In other words, they don't know it now because God is going to open up a place, I believe in the bottom of the ocean floor. And he's driving them there, just like he drove Pharaoh's army into the Red Sea. Scriptures indicate it's going to be in the ocean floor, so that's what they don't know. That's why they don't know it. That's in Nahum three seventeen. But that's where they're going to go. Grasshoppers. See, green is spirit of the counsel of the Lord, the fourth color, spirit of spirit of counsel. Satan never tests Jesus four times. He wants to replace him so he can speak in the counsel of the word, and have his word sticks. He speaks in his fourth council. He wears a green coat. He's mocking God. It's like I told you the the ring the other day, and I I started to tell you about the wreath. People hang round wreaths decorated with various things. It's a pagan thing. See, it's a pagan thing. The green coating is symbolic of the fact in this day, in the pagan holiday of Christmas. (laughs) Christmas means death of Christ. Jesus was born in the month of Elu, or at least by Rosh Hashanah. He is not born now. You should not be celebrating now. It's a mockery to God to celebrate on the birth of Tammuz, which is what this is all about. It goes all the way back to the roots of Babylon. So the, the, the round wreath is like the promise ring, and you put it on your door where you're supposed to, according to the law of God in Deuteronomy 6:49, Deuteronomy 11:18 to 21, to to put the words of God, not a wreath, a pagan wreath. I've done it. I, I thought it was beautiful. But I didn't know. Now you know. Don't do it. Don't put a Christmas tree in your house. There's reasons for it. Putting ornaments on it, there's reasons for it. People put Christmas trees everywhere and they think it's a wonderful thing. You're celebrating the devil's victory. You're celebrating. He's wanting to put his trees. You notice that the tree is cut. The tree is either an artificial tree, like a, they're going to make robotic people. They're going to take the brains out of people, put them in robots, and think they're going to live forever. That's their plan. That's one of the plans, one of the options of the Crown Trust so that they can live forever. That's the kind of ideas these people have. And the Christmas tree cut off it's cut down and brought, and stuck as ornaments like it's living, because it's being kept alive by the water of man. Not for replanting, not for anything like that, but to celebrate. By what? Usually they're burnt, burning them up in fire. And many houses are been by dried trees, with the you know the lights getting hot on it and it dries it and catches fire. I had a. Down the street from me when I was a boy, house totally burnt Christmas Eve. Terrible. Okay, I I hope that you've gotten this message about green. Green is very important. It's the same thing as the people. You know, the rainbow colors are the colors of the seven spirits of God. And to walk as a gay person with the seven spirits of God, what you're doing is you're you're, um, trampling upon the Holy Spirit. Homosexuality is an abomination to the Lord, to the word of God. And when you put a coat on of many colors, you're mocking, you're thinking that, okay, this is celebrating Joseph. And I'm like, Joseph, I'm having authority. No, you're not having any authority. You don't have any right to wear that. And when you wear that, you brought the the plague of Zechariah 1412 upon you coming April. As soon as the morning rises of the day of the Lord, those plagues are going to come upon his people because what they're doing is they're walking in the fornication of the harlot. Revelation 18, to 4 and Psalms, I mean, uh, Jeremiah 46 tells you about the daughter and daughters of Egypt. That's a daughter of Egypt. Daughter of Rome. Saturn, the sun god. Terrible things are happening at this time. This is a, a terrible um, time for people. They don't understand it. And we need to come out from it. You know, Christmas is celebrating what they call the birth of the sun. It starts to grow again. But they're not talking about the Lord coming. But that's what's going to happen. The Lord is going to come. See, God is going to mock and reject their feast days. He's going to make a mockery of it. Because they're doing these things. You know, one of the things in the the pagan rituals that they do is they give body parts, bloody body parts to people. Why is that important? because the first spirit of god is that you know all the particles of us was made and put in the water and then on the third day he brought them out of the water and planted them in the earth so that they come forth in their proper time we were that tender herb in the earth that because he calls us green grass several times he calls us sometimes grass as we drum from one message to another to another to another not realizing it's the word of god that we need comes in the morning the deer of the dawn. They even mocked the, the, the deer at this time. They use the reindeer. They're mocking the deer of the dawn. The deer, deer of the dawn is symbolic of us rising early and being strengthened by gathering the words of God. And so they put it on Santa Claus reindeer. And Santa Claus is a pagan myth. And, sa- you know, Santa is symbolic of Satan. And he lies. It's all a basic lie, just like the order of the garter is a basic lie. And they wear that that symbol of the of the knight slaying the dragon. And anybody who knows the real story behind that and knows that that's not what happened. That dragon didn't die. It came to life. They're not conquering the dragon. The dragon's working with them. Dragon's not going to die from their spear. Dragon's going to die from gods. Their spear can't do nothing to him. But he's here to test us right now. God's going to cast him out and put him in the prisons of death, or Tartarus, they call it, and he'll stay there for a thousand years before he's brought back and then totally destroyed after that. He'll come back to test the people for another three and a half years, and then he'll be cast out and never return. Satan has no future. He's going to perdition, just like the scriptures say. Anybody that follows him is going there. But they do this in in the the other things. And one of the things also with the winter, they celebrate the goose. And you go around, the goose is very important for us because when you look at uh, what that is, it's a pagan ritual time. They call it the time of the goose. But you look at this and you, you look in London and what they say, what it's celebrating is the winter time. And what it's celebrating is that the queen has the eaten of this food, but it's symbolic of the time. The goose is symbolic of the time of winter. That's when the pagan ritual of the goose starts. The owl ends with the ending of, the, um, ending of this uh, fall, the autumn, and then the, and then the goose. And you look in London and you'll see in the city of London proper, which is actually a, a sovereign nation, it's not part of the United Kingdom, it owns the united kingdom but it's a sovereign nation owned by the crown trust which is run by the queen and the racha and you'll see statues of the goose and you'll know in history that the goose and the deer were claimed by the king as their right they owned all the, the geese in the land and they owned all the deer they wouldn't they they punished anybody and put them in prison if they took an of the goose and that and even today they count those why it's symbolic of the winter when it's they're rising up it's the time celebrating they're rising up to take the power over the world and i tell you as the lord tells us in matthew 24 21 to 22 and mark 13 19 to 20 they're intending to kill all the flesh on the earth they're they don't understand that the devil's going to kill them after he finishes them but the you know they will kill the people who help them and then the devil will kill them you know, the devil knows that God will kill him because he cannot allow them to exist. But Satan gets dominion because he's accomplished it. But this cannot succeed. We have to stop them. We have to stop them by letting them know their dominion does not exist because they base their law upon the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas of the Bible. That's why they're doing all things, why they justify it as divine law, using the Vatican, making it look right, because they have to do that because they would not have any authority under God to do it if they didn't. God would have stopped them, wouldn't allow them to get to this point. But they did it this way. Because we should have known better. We should not have followed them. We should have called out to God. We've allowed them to rule. We have not called out to God, which is our requirement in Joel 2, 12 to 20 at this time. And he will drive the northern armies far away from us, which they are all of the north. And they're going to destruction and punishment. I've explained the ships of the seas and all that other things before, but I'm telling you about the goose. And look in London, you'll see um, statues of the goose uh, with a man. It's in the city. I put it in the book. I think it's, it's the summer fruit inspection comes, the summer summer fig inspection comes. Uh, that writing it's on the front page. You'll look inside that writing and you'll find articles about the order of the uh, order of the um, order of the garter. And you'll look at the in in the Windsor Chapel. You'll see their headgear that they put up there over top of each one of them's banner. And many of those you'll see the goose. Because that's the time of their rising. That's the time the one world order would come forth. We should have seen that before. I didn't recognize it being of the winter symbol. But that's what it is. It's telling us that this is the time they're going to start rising up. But the winter comes this. And what do they do with the, one of the rituals is blood. So they do sacrifices at the Christmas time. They send gifts of body parts to people. They eat the stuff. They drink blood and all this thing. People have written about this for years, but people don't want to believe. But now you're going to see it because if you stay and walk after them, you're going to get punished under the law of Jeremiah 46 of God. His word must be fulfilled. He told us in Deuteronomy 18, 19, if we will not hear his words, we will be held an account. And then he tells us what the accounting is. But he's given us this opportunity. The way of the Lord's law is he couldn't just come and judge us. He can't do it like that. It's not righteous. It's not the way of the kingdom of God. The way of the kingdom of God is, and, and Jesus did it. And he showed it to us with the Pharaoh. He continually offered the Pharaoh and them the opportunity to do good. Instead, the Pharaoh hardened his heart every time and did evil. He finally got to the point that God hardened his heart because he was tired of it. And that's what's going to happen now. And he's hardening the hearts of people, and they're going to come out to do evil because the winter's come. And we were to come out before this and plead for him not to do this, so the winter wouldn't come upon us, as he warned us, in Zechariah fourteen, I mean uh, Matthew twenty four uh, nineteen and and uh, or excuse me Matthew twenty four twenty and Mark thirteen eighteen. Okay, I'm going to end here. I pray that this has been useful to you, that you might understand the way of green. You know, green grass is fun. You can lay down in fields of green, green pastures as. It says in Psalms 23, but not without the words of God. And as he says in that scripture, Zechariah 14.10, the plain, the south, the way of the double blessing is going to be like a plain, like grass, but with no fear that people can lie down. Because remember that even this time when we're going to be refined, this isn't the ending of it, the time is still to come. There's going to be seven years of the Lord's reign and then 42 months of the 10 kings and um, the Antichrist reigning together. The 10 kings give their crowns over to the Antichrist, rule together with him. under him, Just like they're doing now with the way of the the crown trust controlling all the nations together. And remember what I said, Zechariah 14.1 says, all the nations are coming against his people. Even Israel's leadership is coming against it. I've explained that as it says right there in the scriptures in Zechariah 14. I thank you for your time, and Lord, I pray that your spirit will move upon the people. We thank you, Lord, for the right to even mention these scriptures. We ask you now, Lord, to clarify it for the people. Let them understand these things are true. In Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.